Morant blows by Primo. Attack! We welcome you in to the Small Ball Podcast alongside producer Andy, Trevor Mikulin, and Christian Dennis. I'm Scott Ayers saying hello from Phoenix, Arizona. It is day one of free agency, but the deals have started well before today. Trevor, DeJounte Murray is an Atlanta Hawk. Yeah, that's crazy. The rumors were leaking days before the draft, and they came to fruition. DeJounte Murray to Atlanta. I did not think it was going to happen. It was leaked that Atlanta wanted a Drew Holiday-type get back um, when the Bucs traded for Drew. And sure enough, they got three draft picks and a pick swap. So essentially, they got four draft picks for DeJounte Murray. Uh, I really like the pairing with Trey Young. That's such a fun backcourt. You got your defensive-minded guy that's going to facilitate on offense, and you have your Trey Young that does everything offensively for you. Uh, and, and I just really like what they're building there. And they're not done. John Collins is still possibly on the move. Clint Capella is still possibly on the move. Bogdan Bogdanovich and if they were to roll out with the team that they have now, this is a team that was in the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. Mm-hmm. I like what they're doing in, in Atlanta. Uh, I really like it. Yeah, I feel like DeJounte Murray is like the perfect fit next to Trey Young, especially on the defensive side. You know, the Hawks have some pieces to where they can build a really solid defensive team with DeAndre Hunter. They also have Onyeka Okongu that they can play in that starting five. Clint Capella? Well, it sounds like Clint's gone. I mean, like, I mean, Okongu, what he showed in the playoffs this year and and regular seasons, like, he needs more playing time. You know, Capella's getting a little bit older. Uh, Might as well get rid of him while he has some sort of value. Um, But, you know, you build a team that is pretty good defensively around Trey Young, that's going to allow Trey Young to be an offensive juggernaut, even more so, I should say, because it's like less work he's going to have to put on the defensive side to where he could put more energy and effort on the offensive side. Um, But I think what's interesting about this trade is the Hawks didn't really have to give up anything. I was I was gonna say they that. gave up three first round picks and three first a pick, round picks and a pick swap and a pick swap and then Danilo Gallinari who they like. who's a legend we yep. love Gallo <laughs> on the show he's a legend on the small ball podcast show but it really wasn't much Mm-mm. and what's crazy too is those first round picks are unprotected like that's you don't see that like ever in which the NBA. which makes me think that they gave up they gave up I would say was a significant get back in my opinion, because draft picks are so valuable, unprotected first round picks. We're seeing that the, even the trade with between Houston and Brooklyn a couple years ago with James Harden, uh, they got back, Houston got back all of Brooklyn's first round picks. And in, in the time, people were saying the same thing that we're just saying, like, ah, they didn't give up that much. Look at the get back. They didn't get a lot for James Harden. 
but you never know if it's going to work out. And look at Brooklyn. They're kind of falling apart, and those picks all of a sudden, they're the biggest winners of today's free agency because Brooklyn's falling apart, and their draft picks are looking pretty valuable. So you never know what's going to happen in Atlanta. And so in my opinion, I love what San Antonio did. They went out, and they're, they're the ultimate tank team. Um, we were going to talk yeah. about it. They are going to be awesome next year because Lonnie Walker, we'll talk about him a little bit more. He actually is no longer on the Spurs signing to L.A. They are tanking for that number one pick. It's not a guarantee, obviously, with the draft lottery. But what does this look like for San Antonio? Because they are truly building for the future now, future players, maybe future prospects, and maybe even future coaching because we know Popovich could be kind of getting to that point where he might retire what an interesting time if you are in San Antonio. Yeah, it's really interesting, too, because they also have Jakob Portal. And with the kind of direction that they're going with with trading DeJounte, like, do they want Jakob Portal? Like, I mean, you might as well just move him and get, you know, some assets for him because he's one of the most underrated bigs in the league. I agree. And, you know, let's just build around the core that you have right now, which is uh, Keldon Johnson, Josh Primo, Devin Vassell, uh, and then Jeremy Sohan, and uh, Blake Wesley, who they also drafted. Like just Malachi go. Branham. Oh, Malachi Branham. Yeah. Just play the young guys. Get the young guys out there. And tank for Victor. And let's say his last name on three. One, One M, two. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Say his last name on three. Yeah, Trevor, you said gun. say it on three. I was the only one who counted. Yeah, no, no, no. I was going with the pit. That All was right. a test. Say okay. it Say it on three. One, One two, two, three. three. Women Benya. Yama. <laughs> the French big, seven foot five, rumored. He, he makes Chet look like the itsy bitsy spider he makes chat look puny this kid is so long and the tanking that we're going to see in the 2023 nba season is going to be unlike any other spurs are kicking it off by trading away they're very promising young point guard well, he's 25 but young point guard because they want victor and yeah yeah yeah, we're going to see some masterclass tanking here. This is going to be an art form. It's going to go down as the history of like, oh, man, remember what the Spurs did? They traded away everyone, and they played a, a whole G League roster. And they just finished for, with the fourth pick. <laughs> just just to get the fourth pick. Yeah. But, yeah, going to victory list for Victor is by far like – like it's a that. move you have to go. Like some some are saying this is the best prospect since LeBron James. Whoa. Like this dude can do anything and he's seven foot five. Yeah, like, if you guys if you guys do not know who Victor Wenembenyamama is, we're gonna run highlights on this clip. Check them out. This kid, like you said, can do everything. He's seven foot five. And the way well, I don't actually we need to Fact check that. I just saw a couple tweets about that. He can do everything. Watch him handle the ball. He can shoot. This kid is special. Yeah, no, he is an absolute beast. Yeah. Um, and I do want to, I do want to cover Atlanta as well because I, I just want to jump back very briefly to them because we kind of mentioned it, but there's still potential trades with Capella and John Collins. Um, I do think Atlanta has that chance of being a really sneaky contender next season, which a lot of time left to actually see what happens. But 
Could be a blast to see what other moves are in store because the writing is on the wall. Seems like Capella's out. What they get in return is kind of what we'll see here in the in the coming weeks. Yeah, there's a lot of suitors, I think, for those two players. Even you could throw Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's right. had some rumors floating around. Uh, and Atlanta has a lot of options. There's teams that are you know, notably interested in John Collins, we've seen. There's teams that are notably interested in, in you know, bigs. And so Clint Capella is a very, very good defensive big that you can play um, and start and he'll do his job. As far as potential moves, we could talk more about that. I see them as suitors for a DeAndre Ayton sign-in trade, which we'll talk about later in the show. But as far as anything else, I mean, it, it, we'll just have to wait and see what's going to happen. What are your thoughts on doing like a Clint Capella and maybe a John Collins trade to Utah for, for Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Gobert? Oh, I was thinking Rudy, Let's too. talk about it. I was it. thinking about chanting, Rudy, 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 Rudy. <laughs> so here's the thing. I love that idea um, because now... Atlanta is kind of selling out where they're really having some solid interior defense by getting Rudy. Utah clears things out because they get rid of star Royce O'Neal based on what Brooklyn gave <laughs> up for him. Um, but in turn, now Utah can have a little bragging chip for Donovan Mitchell and say, hey, look, look what we're bringing in return. We want you to stick with us. So it kind of keeps it. It could be a win-win for both teams. Kind of creates a sour situation and turns it sweet. Something to think about. Yeah. What, how do you, why do you like this for Atlanta? I like it for Atlanta because just going back on just building a defensive juggernaut around Trey. Like if you have Trey Young on your team, like your offense is going to be fine. You're always going to be fine because of what he can do. And so if you add playmakers like DeJounte – now that's another guy who can drive and kick to Trey Young. It's a guy that can run an offense. And then if you throw in Rudy Gobert to back up Trey Young, that's, again, less work Trey has to do on defense. DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter's right. on the wing. Like this this team, it, that forming, that defense is top five defense easily with yeah. just those three players. I really like the move for Utah as well. To get back Clint Capella, who could fill that Rudy Gobert hole. Is he a, a, as good of a defender? Serviceable uh, big, maybe? <laughs> yeah. He's better than that. He's better than that. I think I really like Clint, Clint Capella. He had a down year last year, only averaged around 11 points. And before that, he was averaging 16, 15 every year. But I really, really like that because you get a guy that can fill the Rudy Gobert hole, you know, John to Collins. his best of his ability. And you get John Collins, a 24-year-old high-flying guy to play alongside of Donovan Mitchell. I like that idea better than them rolling out with the same thing that they've done for the past seven years, the, you know, five years, whatever it's been, with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Switch it up, Utah. I mean, they fired Quinn Snyder or parted ways. Um, and They just hired Will Hardy. Yeah, from, Will Hardy. From the Celtics. Yeah, which is former awesome. Spurs yep. assistant, former Celtics assistant. He's got deep roots in the NBA. He's really, really young. Yeah. But this guy can bring, you know, bring a lot to the table, a lot of experience for his age. And something fresh. Utah needs something fresh. I think that this trade yeah. would do it for them. Sour like to it. sweet. And guys... 
I've been on producer Andy watch. Producer Andy, Mike in hand, he's ready to talk. Andy, what do you got for us? Okay, so this is kind of the tra- or the free agent signing that everybody's been waiting for all week. Jalen Brunson intends to agree to terms with the New York Knicks on a four-year, $104 million deal. Um, that's from Yahoo Sports' Chris B. Haynes. Uh, thanks. Um, but, yeah, what do you guys think so far? <sighs> guys, it's that time of the year. We're going to get into free agency, but seeing um, small market guys go to big market teams. Mm. Um, so let's have a moment of silence for Jalen Brunson, who is now a big market team, will never be covered on this podcast again. <laughs> All right, that's All good. Right, let's move nice. on. All right, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> The yeah, build up so to there's, that. there's been some other moves in free agency, fellas. So let's talk about a big move. Malik Monk is in Sacramento. That has been something that's been on my mind. I know you guys have a lot to say. Go ahead, guys. Malik Monk, what does that fit actually look like for Sacktown? This is really cool because <laughs> I feel like um, there wasn't a lot of rumors of Malik Monk coming to Sacramento till like last night I saw something. And I was like... Oh, yeah, this is just another Sacramento Kings pipe dream sort of thing. And I was like, there's no way he leaves the Lakers. Um, but to see him sign with Sacramento is super awesome because he's going to be playing alongside De'Aaron Fox, who he played with at Kentucky. Like, those are boys. And what Malik Monk adds to the Kings that they desperately need is shooting. And also, he's got that dog in him. We need that kind of, like, toughness um dog mentality and that's what malik monk can provide and you know now he's partnered up with one of his best friends i feel like this has always been kind of something i've wanted to see uh ever since both were drafted into the nba but it i mean to see it come to fruition kind of sick and the fact that he left the lakers kind of sick that's epic yeah i love it i like the move a lot like you said like for us to to hear the rumors last night and then to see it happen. Super cool. Do I think that Malik Monk is the, the savior for this offseason? Absolutely not. I think Sacramento still has some work to do if they actually are serious about pushing for the playoffs. Uh, the roster's not there yet. But what Malik does is he brings shooting that you need to surround Fox and some bonus with. You know, do I agree with the Keegan Murray draft pick? No, because I'm a best player available guy. You can't pass on future stars, but they went with Keegan Murray, who is a good fit. And I think he's going to be a good player. He fits well as a three-point shooter um, added to that starting five. And if they roll out with Harrison Barnes, so be it. He's another good shooter. And so you have three shooters playing with Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. Their defense is going to be... They don't have a lot of defensive guys. Can Mike Brown instill a team defensive mindset? I'm hoping as a Kings fan that can happen. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Like right now, I don't think right now if we were to roll into next season, uh, the Kings would be a playoff team. I think that you have to do more with the roster. Yeah. But I, I, I like the Monk signing. It's exciting. You know, former collegiate teammates yeah. to team back up. I, I think it's cool, too. To, I, it's always nice when, like, a smaller market team is able to make a splash like this and not re-signing a guy that they've had for a while, but to get a guy who's played in L.A. and, you know, I know he's in Charlotte to start, that that is still an exciting thing if you're in Sacramento because it's a fresh, new face who hopefully can really be a spark. And like you said, 
Some things need to be done for Sacramento to have a chance to really make that playoff push. But you shouldn't walk away as a Kings fan and be like, that was interesting. This should be a very exciting signing for Sacramento. One team, though, that continues to seem like they win both on and off the court is Milwaukee. They obviously make some re-signings today. They also signed Joe Ingles to a one-year deal, which to me, that feels like a low-risk, high-reward type of situation. We're not really sure what he can be, but he can provide a spark off the bench. You also get Bobby Ports for four more years. Um, I really like these moves for Milwaukee, um, and this is just another sign that this team is going to be competing. Obviously, with Giannis, you're always competing, but I mean in contention for winning the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I just love how players like Bobby Portis go to a small market, and he just embraces his role, and the fans just absolutely adores him, and he decides, you know what, I'm going to stay here. I love it here. The fans love me. I'm on a winning team playing for like he he doesn't chase the big money. I mean, he still got paid pretty decently. Uh, he probably could have got more other places. But I mean, to stay in that small market where he's so loved, that, that just leaves room for that player to just thrive. And, you know, how can you leave playing with Giannis? Like, I mean, you're always going to be in contention with Giannis on your team. So I also really like Joe Ingles um, joining kind of a little bit of a backup, little safety net uh, for if Chris Middleton's hurt again. He doesn't, I don't know how much of an impact he'll be, but he's like 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he, he still provides shooting uh, solid veteran. They also signed Wesley Matthews back. Um, so, I mean, the Bucks, they got their, their team back together. That's basically all it is. And sometimes that's all you need to do to kind of run it right back. You mentioned Joe Ingles. He's maybe a little bit 34. older. 34. Coming off which, of an ACL injury. Which, yeah, exactly. Basically which is, 40. That's basically 40. I'm not excited for that yeah. signing, if I'm honest. Yeah, which is fine. Um, but they just really need to make sure that they kept that core, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Um, but you kind of mentioned bigger contracts, and we de- did see some big contract signings. Um was there any that stuck out to you as maybe a bit of an overpaying? Um, maybe it, whether it was a, a max that was sent out or a couple years. We, Lou Dort, I know you mentioned, was was one name, Trevor, that might have been a bit of an overpayment. Uh, not necessarily. Lou Dort was a – I feel like he's a young guy. He's shown a lot. He's a dog, undrafted. Um, I was going to go with Anthony Simons. Uh, for him to get four years, 100 mil for just a season of production, and it, it wasn't even the full season. He was exciting, but was he worth the $100 million for four years? I mean, maybe that's a signing that Portland had to do to just make sure that they held on to him. That's great asset management. He's a young player, maybe valuable in trades, but uh, do I think he's worth 25 mil? I don't know. I don't know if he's shown enough. So it's a questionable signing for sure. Can I logistically make it make sense? Sure. But I would say it's questionable. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair to say. I, I'm really high on Anthony Simons. And with CJ McCollum out, I think that just leaves a lot of room for him to play, uh, kind of fill that role next to Dame. Uh, one guy I was kind of like a little surprise it's not necessarily like a massive overpay or 
anything, but I just kind of wanted to touch a little bit is just like Mo Bamba signing back to the Magic. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of was just like really expected him to leave. Yeah. I was just, I thought, you know, like the Raptors would be all over him. Mm-hmm. I thought there would just be like teams that were just wanting to get Mo Bamba, but like for him to sign with the Magic, I was like kind of like, ah, all it, right. <laughs> it, it was confusing too, just because... It's not like he's a guaranteed starter in Orlando either. Um, And that's been kind of a trend overall is a lot of the signings where maybe we thought guys would go elsewhere. Even Victor Oladipo was a little surprising. I thought maybe he was one name where we would see him could kind of go anywhere. Signing a one-year deal to kind of revitalize his career and... He sticks in Miami. So, yeah, I, I think those are names that, that stick out. And one for me, a massive overpayment was DeAndre Jordan. Um, he signed. <laughs> he got the minimum. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan, huge congrats to his agent because he did an <laughs> awesome job. Jordan continues to get paid. Now he's a Denver Nugget. Um, Literally signed for the minimum, and that's an overpayment. It's a huge <laughs> overpayment. You're going to love 82 games of DeAndre Jordan. It's going to be awesome. The only thing I want is an, just a tall boy lineup of Aaron Gordon, MPJ, Jokic, DeAndre Jordan, and Vlatko. And it's just Jokic tossing oops to DeAndre Jordan. That is the only the way. Thing. You'll get one sick highlight alley-oop of DeAndre Jordan a month. You'll and, get one of those. And I will be all in. I'm like, you're not going to believe what DeAndre Jordan can do. This this guy's serviceable. He's back. He's I'm, back. I'm all in on DeAndre Jordan. Is DeAndre Jordan the X Factor for the Nuggets? <laughs> They've been talking about needing a big signing, and I think we got our guy. Um, biggest signing since Paul Millsap. <laughs> yeah, Paul Millsap, uh, true story, is the biggest free agent signing the Denver Nuggets have ever had. That's small market, baby. That's small market basketball. Let that marinate. And that the the Nuggets talked to Dwayne Wade. That was also (laughs) the biggest free agent news that the Nuggets ever had. Um, But there is even bigger news, and sometimes big news happens for guys that are actually on a team. And we can actually go into a bigger market because it's going to involve smaller markets. Let's go into the realm of Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving says, you know what? I'm sticking it out. I want to stay. Kevin Durant says, sounds good because I want out of here. (laughs) Kevin Durant requesting a trade, and now pandemonium in the NBA, hell kind of breaking loose. What do we go? Where do we go from here now that Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn? I love on NBA Twitter, I think every single teams fans have like if you go onto your twitter and you're a fan of a team you are gonna see a jersey swap with kevin durant <laughs> wearing your team's uniform you even see colleges yeah. doing jersey swaps with kd it's insane everyone wants kd there's a lot a lot that comes with that uh brooklyn's rumored to want two all-stars and draft picks for kevin durant it's interesting do i think that something gets done realistically no but let's dream let's talk about a small market small market teams that can get kevin durant yeah and i think there's one one that we've talked about and dream with us would you (laughs) (laughs) you expect us to join that bit (laughs) i I didn't realize it had to be a one two three okay um The Toronto Raptors. I think Toronto has pieces that could 
bring in Kevin Durant? Is it is it likely? A Kevin Durant trade, like you said, isn't likely, but I do think it's doable. A couple names, obviously, Fred Van Vliet is a name that you could toss around. Siakam is a name. Scotty Barnes is a name. One of those guys is going to be at the heart, most likely two, in order to get a trade package done. But I do think Toronto could be a landing spot for Kevin Durant. You don't trade Scotty Barnes, even if you're getting 34-year-old Kevin Durant. So he's off the table for me. I wouldn't even bring him up. But I, I do think that this has groundwork for a potential deal. His sure. fit in in Toronto is fun. Um, he's already besties with Drake. He is. Yeah. He I goes left foot up. That's Drake. Yep. He. Uh, I think he. He. I mean, you add him to any team. Him and Nick Nurse, uh, and, and you have Scotty Barnes. Whoever ends up staying with that team. You have something to build off of. Um, so it's a fun idea. I do think that Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam would be the two guys to go out in that deal. I, I think, though, if you're Toronto, they've already seen this story before. They traded away DeRozan for a rental in Kawhi Leonard, and they won a championship. Mm. And so my thought is it would hurt to lose Scotty Barnes because he's a potential face of the franchise. But if it means you get Kevin Durant for three years and you get three potential seasons of a championship, you have to do it. No. You have to do it because without that, Scotty Barnes is great. But if I have a chance to get Kevin Durant and make a run out of championship, I take that chance ten times out of ten. You agree? Yeah, because oh, no. because no the trade. If they win a championship, then the trade's worth it. It's worth it 100%. 100% worth okay. it. Well, that's that's a question mark. There's no guarantee you're going to win a championship. I mean, it, it's a better guarantee than having Scotty Barnes on your team. I agree. I what? mean, I don't think Scotty Barnes would get traded for the for Kevin Durant. I don't think that's happening. But if that is a question and, and I get to keep, like, Pascal or or Fred Van Vliet or something like that and – I just move have to move Scotty Barnes, then I would take that. Well, that that's not what we're saying. We're saying two guys. So you, you end up trading away Scotty plus one of those big time guys and some draft picks. And you're saying you'd do that for Kevin Durant? Yeah. I would do that. Yeah. Dude, no way. Scotty Scotty Barnes is twenty years old. Yeah, he's awesome. Cool. But you, you have to give something up in a trade like that. Scotty Barnes probably has more value than Fred Van Vliet. He and does probably, probably similar or more than Pascal. He has more value than yeah. both those guys. And then you're probably trading Scotty Barnes. No, yeah. Brooklyn's asking for two All-Stars. You got two All-Stars in Pascal. Well, would, it, would, would you, you? So you're saying you wouldn't do like Fred Van Bleet and Scotty Barnes? And you get for to keep Pascal. You get to keep Pascal Siakam. No. <laughs> Scotty Barnes is untouchable. There's I, no untouchables in this league when you're talking about Kevin unless Durant. You're me, unless you're trading me Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka, Nikola Jokic, Scott, you're not getting Scotty Barnes. I'm sorry. Wow. So this is a generational <laughs> talent. This is one of the He's best. He's 34 years old. Who cares? I do. LeBron James is 37. Look at what he can do. Kevin Durant We're is. Talking, I'm not talking. This is a franchise. LeBron James is dominating at 37. You don't think Kevin Durant can do that? That's three years from now. 
Yeah. But that's his contract. You can have 12 to 13 to 14 more prime years of Scotty Barnes. But and that doesn't get, guarantee you a championship. Neither does Kevin Durant. It gets you closer. <laughs> We're getting aggressive. It gets you really close. I, I do think I Kevin, know, guys, Kevin Durant right now gets you closer than the next three years. It of puts Scotty you in Barnes. the conversation to win a championship. Because I and think Masai Ujiri, he's known to take risks. He took the risk, got Kawhi, got a championship. But he traded an aging DeMar DeRozan. It's not as high intensity of, of uh, as trading your rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes. But it was for a rental Kawhi, and this is multiple years of Kevin Durant, who's yeah. best friends with Drake. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure his contract is four years. I don't think a it's... Four. Oh, it is four, it's yeah. It's four years. I've been counting it as, oh, that, that year. It is four years. It's four years of Kevin Durant, one of the best... Top five player of all time, debatable. He's he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. How do you not trade for him? He's thirty four years old. You never know. We're gonna wrap this up, but I'm not I'm not trading Scotty is, Barnes in a Kevin Durant deal unless there, it's straight up. If we're talking straight up, any sure. Any other team that you could make this trade? Actually, there's a meme team, a comedy team. I keep seeing them pop up. The Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, they think that they have. Yeah, like Dame posted on his his Instagram. And Nurkic. And Nurkic is like... Nurkic is a free agent right now. (laughs) The only way Kevin Durant goes to Portland, Dame, is if you're the one coming back. Who who are you going to trade? Who do you trade on Portland? Do you want Josh Hart? (laughs) Do you want Josh Hart and a 20-30 first round pick as we traded everything else away? (laughs) They traded all their picks away for like Norman Powell. And Robert Covington. And Robert Covington. Who are no longer on the team. Neither of those guys are on the team. Like, they don't have any assets except for Nurkic and Dame. And if... Um, Brooklyn got that. Like, well, they have Jeremy Grant. <laughs> they do have Jeremy Grant. I, actually, I love the Jeremy Grant. <laughs> I do too, but I don't. Yeah. None of those guys. Not realistic. Not realistic. Well, you know, you know where Kevin Durant is right now. He's in Portland. What? He's in Portland for Mike James camp. Wait, what? So he is already living it up in Oregon. <laughs> it's basically guaranteed. Blazer fans are just so happy to hear all that. Uh, I another one I've seen is Charlotte. Yeah. What? I, yeah. Hello. The Charlotte yeah, Hornets. You gotta pull this up. Yeah. Yeah. Fast. So Kevin Durant on Twitter liked uh, this tweet, and it's Steve Clifford on being around Kevin Durant last offseason. Steve Clifford just named as head coach of Charlotte after the whole debacle um, with, who was it? It was Kenny Atkinson who turned down the job after getting hired. Kevin Durant, this is what he says, Kevin Durant was a breath of fresh air. He may be the best player in the world and nobody works harder. Nobody cares more about his teammates. And Kevin Durant liked that tweet, someone quoting Steve Clifford, and Charlotte fans are just salivating. Could you say that Charlotte fans are buzzing? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Hornets. Yeah, Hello. that's another one that's like, who are you going to give up? You, like, do, do you trade? I have the You can roster. give up Miles Bridges. Yeah, do After sign and trade. Him. Sign yeah. and trade Miles sign. Bridges. Give him Gordon Hayward, <laughs> Terry Rozier. Well, what's interesting about Steve Clifford is he was the Nets coaching consultant mm. this past year. So he's been around KD. Yeah. KD's been around him. So it's like maybe they formed a really good relationship. Are Steve, are Steve Clifford and KD besties? They might be. Wow. Oh my Clifford, gosh. 
KD known to have many besties in yeah. the NBA. <laughs> Drake <laughs> and Steve Clifford. Steve yeah. Clifford. They're a trio. Does Clifford have a song? No. Um, he has a. There's a dog named after him. The Big Red Dog. <laughs> <laughs> let's go Big uh, Red. One big. Hey, let's go Big Red. Let's go Skurs. Um, another free agent signing that just happened. Andre Drummond. Just now. Chicago, breaking news. Breaking news. Andre Drummond is now a Chicago Bull. Mm. So they've been quiet today. That's the only thing that they've done. Well, yeah. that's kind of something they've needed, though, is a guy who can help protect the rim. So I don't know. It gives you a different option than Vucevic. So yeah. maybe yeah. it's something. They were rumored as being interested in Mobamba. So it doesn't surprise me that they go out and get a defensive big that can protect the rim. Why didn't Denver do that? They got they, DeAndre Jordan. That's yeah, your rim protector. They got a guy who just... Do I need to show you the Clipper DeAndre Jordan highlights? Yeah, we need to watch that after the show so I can start feeling a little bit better. Um, but there are still some guys who haven't been signed yet um, in free agency. Obviously, the big one, DeAndre Ayton. Where the heck is Ayton going to end up? Because I really, really have a hard time believing it's going to be staying in Phoenix. Yeah, I... I don't know. See, the thing is, is like he wants the max, but I don't think anyone's going to give him the max. So it's like by default, is he just going to stay in Phoenix? And if that's the case, how do you how do you of, mesh that that relationship? Right, right. The only team that I think would be kind of cool. I know we just mentioned them, but Portland, they haven't signed Nurkic yet. So maybe they're like waiting, trying to form something to where they can get Aiden. So then that, that way they're just like, is All there right, a Nurk. chance of a swap of Nurkic and Aiton? I feel like that's not enough, but... No, I don't either. I think Aiton has so much more potential. I just... I don't know what you do. Mitch Robinson is also a free agent. Mm. So Phoenix on the flip end, if they think, you know what, we don't even like want to think about Aiton, they could look at a guy like Mitch Robinson who is a step down, but is still a, a quality center in the NBA. If they still have the hopes and, and dreams of, you know trying to contend in the West, which it really hasn't been a pretty couple days for the Phoenix Suns, and um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do for the rest of free agency now. Um, but Devin Booker's uh, going to get paid, so good for him, but I don't really know what Phoenix is going to do here. Yeah, Mitch Robinson's also most likely going to resign with the Knicks on a four-year $60 million deal. That was broke yesterday. Uh, and so the center market is closing, like we just heard, Andre Drummond and DeAndre Jordan. And like the bigs, the bigs are flying off the board. Uh, and so as the time goes on where a deal, like a sign and trade is not completed for DeAndre Ayton, it becomes more and more likely that they're going to be forced to run it back. And, you know, that's going to be awkward, but it's looking like that's a possibility. We mentioned uh, Atlanta earlier but i still think that they're a suitor for a, a trade for deandre ayton if they gave john collins and clint capella the two up or you could do clint capella and bogdan bogdanovich uh and and that gives you know that gives phoenix their big and another wing to add to their their team it's interesting uh but yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix has some figuring out to do. They gotta. They gotta figure something out. Yeah, Phoenix is like in a really weird spot. Yeah. It almost feels like things are just in shambles. Like, I don't know where they go. 
they can't necessarily run it back with the team they got because they lost by like 50 to Dallas in game seven at home. Like I, you need to change something. I don't know how you can run it back after watching that performance. <laughs> I mean, in front of your home fans, like the biggest game of your season, and that's what happens. And they can't run it back because JaVale McGee also resigned, or didn't resign, but he signed with Dallas today uh, on a three-year deal. So it, it is a very tense time here in the Valley because Phoenix is just trying to figure out what the heck they need to do because the lifespan of Chris Paul is kind of coming to an end as well. He's not getting any younger. His health isn't going to be any better. It, it's kind of... Getting to that point for Phoenix. It is. Another trade I just remembered seeing on Twitter yesterday, uh, a trade idea, uh, and it involves the Toronto Raptors, who we already talked about, and the Suns uh, would be assigning trade DeAndre Ayton to Toronto for OG Ananobi. And so you get a guy that can play the four and defensively bring something to the table. Uh, they would still have to go out and find that center, though. Yeah. Just an interesting trade idea. Yeah, that is interesting. But, like, the hole that, that the Suns would need to fill at the center position, like, what, you're going to have Bismack Biombo like, <laughs> be your starting center? It That just, like, creates a, a big hole. I feel like you need to get some sort of center back in any trade with Aiton just because the free agent market for centers is... There's not really anything out there. Unless there's a different trade, too. Like, I mean, they don't just have to... Like, there's talks of Jay Crowder being traded. um, And a lot of teams are interested in that. So maybe even if they get OG back, maybe they can get a center back with a Jay Crowder trade. I don't know. Just throwing something out there. But, yeah, the Suns have a lot of retooling that they need to do. I would honestly love for them to upgrade their backup point guard. Because uh, I don't think Alfred, or not Alfred Payton, but um, campaign. Cam, campaign. I don't think he does it. I think they've kind of, in a, in a sense, wasted the knowledge and wisdom that Chris Paul had or has. Like they could, he could have been mentoring a, a, a young point guard right now to basically take over for him and at least get more minutes, like playing during the season. So interesting to see what they do, but. I don't know. It's it's. I feel like once that domino falls, that's when the season it begins. Is, it's, yeah, it feels like there's just this ticking time bomb, and you're looking around the room, and you're trying to find it. Um, but there, it feels like there's an explosion that, that might be coming soon in Phoenix. Producer Andy, you know, we, we've been asked that we need more content of Producer Andy. Um, do you have anything, anything for us on free agency? I know your guy, Colin Sexton, a restricted free agent now. Um, He's probably going to stay in Cleveland. Thoughts on that? And then maybe some things that we haven't covered in the show. Yeah, I know I have talked a lot about Colin Sexton moving, and I want to see him moved eventually. I don't think right now is the right time. The the league seems like a little bit too turbulent, and I would rather – I like to play it safe. Um, I'm like, if it's my team, I just really like to play it safe. And I think holding on to him and waiting until uh, before the trade deadline is the better move here. Just give him a friendly contract. Don't overpay. Yeah, don't overpay. But I agree. I don't think I don't think rushing uh, along in terms of getting rid of Sexton is is the right move. If if you're Cleveland, you you want to make sure if it's the right fit. And maybe him and Garland will will be a great fit in that backcourt. Only time will tell. Especially after the success we saw Cleveland having this last year. But fellas, it's against that point of the day covering day one of free agency, and I feel like we. 
got a little bit closer or maybe a little bit further apart after that <laughs> that Raptors conversation. Mm. But I think that was good. I think that was healthy. Um, oh, Christian, you had yeah, something? Raptors fans, please end our debate here. What would you guys do? Would you trade Scotty Barnes for um, Kevin Durant? Or is that a, a, untouchable? Please let us know in, in the comments. Like We, we need to know because I'm dying on that hill that you trade for Kevin Durant. I, I think I think seriously, Raptors fans, get on your feet because we, we we would love to hear from that. Um, but one of the cool things down the pipeline, if you are still listening to this point in the pod or you're watching on YouTube, whatever it is, some cool things that we're doing in the off season. We're going to be doing deep dives into each and every team. Um, so here in the next coming shows, we're going to look at Charlotte and Portland, um, and then obviously all different small market teams from there. So really exciting stuff that that we're excited about because in the offseason you think NBA, nothing going on, but this is a great time to see what does the future of your team look like. So with that being said, for producer Andy, Trevor Mikulin, and Christian Dennis, I'm Scott Ayers. We say so long for now, and we will see you next week. A11 even.